Hello, welcome back to Coping with Covid. We've got episode 14 here for you this week and as we're starting to wrap up the podcast, getting to these lower stages of lockdown as we're easing out, this week I'm joined by two medical students, my cousin Hannah, who is going into her fourth year and a good friend of mine, Ailey, who's just finished first year, going into second year, studying at two separate universities. But I really wanted to get their perspective and their opinions on how COVID and how coronavirus is going to change the landscape for people going into medicine, how just like the public are going to react to it, how we as a society might change, adapt or even, you know, adopt new characteristics, new ways we deal with life because of COVID. So super interesting chat. It's also really good fun. And we talk about the hobbies that we've been getting up to to keep ourselves busy. So yeah, I hope you really enjoy before we start, just let you know this episode does contain some strong language and to follow the Instagram at Coping with COVID Podcast and to make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening, whether that's Spotify or the podcast app, so you're informed when there's a new episode posted. But yeah, I really hope you enjoy. So grab a wee drink, listen along with us, and I'll see you on the other side. This is so typical. My screen's just frozen for the love of fuck. <laughs> Hannah, Ailey, welcome to Coping with Covid. So great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm still alive, so we're all good, yeah. How are you? We are, in fact, coping with Covid currently. We are still ongoing, still. Coping with less Covid at the moment, it seems, so that might be good. Good news, maybe. I know, go Scotland. (laughs) Hannah looks so concerned. Her eyes are like (laughs) softer. (laughs) <laughs> no yeah it's um hopefully going down the numbers we can pray we can hope i want things to start to get back to normal soon i'm fed up i declare i'm, I'm fed up yeah i mean this i'm not gonna lie to it does a lot of it does feel pretty normal already and i don't know mm. if that's a good thing or not but yeah i get what you mean I think it's just my antisocial lifestyle. Like, this is my normal. <laughs> I don't go out. I don't see anyone, really. No, I get what you mean. Like, I think it's also hard coming out of lockdown and, like, being trained into or, like, being specifically told do not see people, don't interact, to then, like, suddenly be allowed to do that. I think it's, like, a lot of mental energy and, like, it takes a lot to do that, I find. I think I've struggled mm-hmm. with, like, being alert enough to, like, socialise for more than a few hours at a time. Like, more than one day on the trot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's rough. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's weird because, like, you hear people calling it lockdown, and I don't know whether to still call it lockdown anymore because yeah. we're not mm-hmm. really locked down. <laughs> so it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. Like no, I feel like, like I should be in a lead line box still, and I'm really not. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like, we're what is this phase three or? Four? three now we're in i think we're going into three yeah going into three um coming out of lockdown but you're right like it's not nothing about current like attitudes and like behaviors of people is lockdowny i mean like the beach today was absolutely packed and people just like aren't social distancing like properly or like really no um i think that is concerning I guess it has to happen at some point. People have to start integrating, but it seems to have gone from zero to hundred like real quick. Oh yeah, but. see like as soon as Nicola announced that it was slightly easy, like when we moved into phase was it one or two? I don't know, whatever the first changes you made, like my Snapchat was just full of like parties and mm. all of this and I was terrified. I was like, oh, I can't handle another lockdown. No. Like if we go into another one, I don't know how I'd cope. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I feel like as well like now with the wearing masks and stuff like I was in Tesco yesterday and now that you've got a mask on people I don't think feel the need to socially distance like, <gasps> oh my god they don't do they no it's they're just awful. like look at me and then they just <laughs> waltz right past you so I mean that's a very good point actually that's something I hadn't taken into consideration like there are people who are wearing masks but they're just like rubbing up against you but then i'm like people are like rubbing up against like you anyway in the shops i guess it's better they're wearing a mask but like <laughs> where are yeah. you shopping Evie? Bad, bad analogy bad analogy but, like people literally do like brush past you sometimes if you're standing like in a supermarket aisle or whatever and you're like no stop Corona. Wait, what's, that, what's that song where it's like no no you can't touch me this is my no no square <laughs> What the hell? Have I have not heard that. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I don't. I can't remember where that's from, but yeah. Yeah, that. no, people it's are like... bad. Anyway, that, that was besides the point, but yeah, people are bad. Mm. There's like two extremes though, because there's the people who are like, look at me, I've got a mask on, I'm invincible, and they're literally like hip thrusting you. And then you've got the people <laughs> who've still got a mask on, and I look at them, and they're like, they're on like some sort of like covert mission, and they're like diving <laughs> in to get like a pack of something, and then diving out again. <laughs> no, literally, that is very accurate. I think. There are like two extremes of people and there's people who just don't care. A lot of like, I was going to say a lot of young folk, but then I think there's the other end of the spectrum. There's a lot of old folk as well mm. who just like don't give a shit. Like, and there's some people in the, in the middle, but it's concerning. I thought that after like phase one or two, they would use the fact that there's just so many people out as like a sort of, we need to stay maybe in this phase for longer than we'd like hoped for or like go back, but they've not done that. So, but then like maybe across the board, it isn't, as bad as it looks but I swear everywhere I go it is but maybe I don't know maybe that's just because I live in a city like surely Glasgow's no better like you're from Granton on Spain and apparently it's bad up there so like if there's no good <laughs> Granton on Spain where the fuck's it gonna be like to be well, fair so. it's not too bad like the people in the shops are bad and like there is like loads of groups of young people who are getting together um, yeah. and like I've seen that from as soon as Nicola eased it but like I can go for a walk and literally not see anybody at all. That's very true. It's exactly so like you're it's in the middle of fuck nowhere. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I feel safe here. So I'm terrified to go back to St Andrews. Like, oh, I, when so I was in here. St Andrews like last week, it was. I mean, it's always had. St Andrews has always had, in my opinion, this like bubble mentality of people just feel like they can't get hurt or nothing bad can mm. happen to them, and it's so dangerous because yeah, it's a safe place. It's one of the safest places you could probably go to uni, but that doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. And like. I just remember, like, if we'd be driving back from fucking Aldi, there would be, like, <laughs> people just walking in the middle of the road, like, flauntering about, like, no care in the world, because they were like, oh, nothing's going to happen to me. And you're just like, this is a, like, this is a A1 road, like, can you move out of the way? <laughs> Literally. That's so bad. I'm excited to drive you to Aldi this year, because I think I might take my car to uni. Mm. So I'll come and pick you up, and then we can go to Aldi. Great. That's, I'm up for that. This is the, the highlight of our week, Hannah. I was it's just, just going to Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> wow! This is what I'm most excited for for second year. Life. They've got some mean deals though. You can't miss <laughs> them. That middle aisle's a trap. <laughs> Don't go near it. That's where I got my my um, Scotland rugby fleece. It was I was like, mm, do I spend money on it? Do I not? It was like ten quid, <laughs> and it is the best that. thing I've ever bought. I wear it like twenty hours of a day. It's so good. But, um, but. touching on the nothing bad happens in St Andrews. There's been loads coming out about the sexual assault. Uh, a sexual assault. A sexual yeah, assault really bad um, 
with it's especially like with the News and stuff. Jewish uh, fraternity party and Evie, do you remember we went to one of their parties? Yeah, we did. Catch <laughs> me Hannah, up. Catch me up. What's this? Right, so there's there's one frat in St Andrews, which is a Jewish frat. Um, it's not properly affiliated with the university. The university doesn't really want much to do with it, but it's still there and it's still occupied by university members. Um, and basically, there in the past like couple weeks, there is an like an Instagram page made for people to like anonymously put forward their stories like of assault at St Andrews and in that time more than 12 allegations against this one Jewish fraternity have been made and they're all being followed up and it's like it's kind of it's kind of gone it's escalated to the point where like the BBC literally they were mentioned yesterday in the BBC and like the Telegraph have done articles on it and stuff and the the fraternity are having to like get legal advice and shit but 12 allegations about not like about multiple members different members which is that's not good are the uni like stepping in as well because like that's bad the uni have been kind of useless (laughs) not gonna lie the uni haven't like really done much they asked the page the instagram page to like remove any posts that had specific people's names in it they said because they didn't want retaliation on the victims like if they were if the perpetrators were able to identify who it was which makes sense but then they've also not really done much to help with the victim standpoint they just kind of I think they're just kind of like there at the moment. They're just kind of like seeing what's happening, which is bad. Why is that like the uni with everything? I like <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. That was what it was like in coronavirus. Like you were literally told nothing, and I feel like that's the stance they take on quite a lot of things, like with the racism as well. Yeah. Like I don't think Sally. It's only said the students that are like saying things, like the association presidents are like doing shit, and then it's just like the proctors or the, you know, the principal are just like vibing in the background and if they have to speak say something kind of controversial and then just like fade out yeah <laughs> exactly. like, eh. that's actually all they do but like side point uh, St Andrews has fraternities god you guys are so posh literally <laughs> <laughs> one one and it's like I think like the American culture that it's like thrives in St Andrews uh, a bit like it comes through course. there a lot mm. like there's so many Americans so many yeah. Americans and like things like that come through. I on like one of our anonymous, um, you know the like anonymous Facebook pages that you can get where like people post like, yeah, like, crushes and shit. One of them the other week was like, why don't we have a sorority? And like all the comments were British people being like, this is not an American university. Like, yeah. please. And then other people replying being like, let people like have fun do what they want. And be like, no, but it's not normal. Like it's so no. weird. Yeah. No UK university has a sorority. Like please don't. But it's like yeah, there's like the amount of Americans that. Yeah. Just like... She doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's weird we have a fraternity because see when we went to that so party, weird. that house that we were in was that like where they all lived? Yeah, that was the frat. That's where they and like see when I th- look back to that, so that freshers we went to a pre's basically, and like I look back now really and I think like it was weird. Like there was something weird in the air. Like you just like felt out of place. Mm. Oh, it's all like, weird. Slightly icky, and it's like that feeling, like you just can't. It doesn't come from nothing. Like it comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was just like the like the like the boys of the frat. I didn't really interact with any of them, but there was like free drink, and it was just getting handed out, and it was like, it was that sort of environment was not discouraged in any way. Like people were, I don't know. Just sometimes you look into like someone's eyes, you just can tell something funny's going on <laughs> and it's just like anytime i looked into like any of those like saw any of those boys they just have that and staring you know, just that eyes. gaze which is just a bit weird i don't know the whole time i think everyone who we were with like our 
there's like five or six of us we were like ready to leave from the second we stepped in the door so we stayed like the amount of time necessary and then kind of moved on but like i think back to it now and i'm like that was it was terrifying. so weird it was really weird i think i left early with kieran i don't know if we went to go to dervish or something i think you went to left. <laughs> yeah and then i just went home <laughs> as mm. usual but no i remember leaving early and like it was such a weird place as well like i felt like the house was really odd mm. like it was just really big just was... like the layout of everything i think as a yeah. lot of frats are they're laid out for like social situations such as a big party they're not laid out for like living in so like everything about it was like just it was just odd i don't know it just felt yeah. very out of place I didn't really know what I was getting myself in for. I'd been invited by like someone I knew, and it was just a bit, just a bit weird. And I'm <laughs> glad we, we we left and we did, and also just like didn't return or like affiliate ourselves in any way with that behaviour. But it just kind of terrifies me that we were there at one point. Um, I know, I know, because I was only thinking about it today that mm. I was like, oh my god, we were literally at one of their parties. That that was that in terms of news. That's the only thing that's been happening over relevance to like my it's life I, i've been checking the news and i couldn't really see anything worth talking about to be honest in terms of covid i feel like it's just donald trump is now wearing a mask that's the only thing i saw is the news he actually today. that yeah. does surprise me yeah because after like he was kind of kicking back against it um he was going to visit a hospital i think it was with uh war war veterans and he kind of said oh well maybe now's the time to wear a mask so, <laughs> oh, that, that that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Second is yeah. people he wants to he wants to please. He'll fucking hell, man. That's so bad. It's all just public image for him, though. Like, yeah, is that's all he cares about? It's his ego um, mm. and nothing else. It's yeah, kind of sickening for a world leader. But there you go. I'm trying to name a world leader that's not like that, and you'll probably find very that New Zealand are. woman. That she's class. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. bad, isn't she? New Zealand have had like zero cases or something. Like, they've had literally none in, like, months. The kids have been back at school for, like, three months or something now. And they've just, like, eradicated it from New Zealand. Like, that's amazing. Was it not um, most countries run by a female leader did really well in coronavirus? And then it's places like England and the USA were shit. Yeah, we were, like, um, talking about why we thought that was and actually what we think we've got to the conclusion that was is like countries that are willing and forward-thinking enough to have elected a female leader are forward-thinking and clever enough to then protect themselves and do things like social mm-hmm. distancing and all that whereas countries that are like we can't have a female president because she's <laughs> gonna have too many emotions and like start a war are not the sort of is not the sort of nation that's going to be handling a pandemic well whereas the ones where they're able to like whether or not the woman has done a good job which they have in basically all the cases like the yeah. country themselves are just like clever enough like the general public to like do smart yeah. things it does like because there's countries as well that have had like no like no deaths no like hardly any cases like vietnam and stuff who are doing still doing quite well as well yeah so location i think but they were saying that a lot of these um eastern asian countries are doing quite well because They've had to deal with similar viruses in the past, and yeah. so they were actually far better equipped for for dealing with something like this happening again. Like they were really yeah. quick to respond, and like as soon as it started happening, they were like, "Right, let's let's get this shit nailed." Whereas <laughs> us, we're kind of just like bumbling about, like, "Oh, let's just see Wash what happens in Italy. Maybe we won't get on holiday this year." You know, it's like 
I think that might be word for word a Boris Johnson speech. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. But I remember still being in uni when this was all kicking off, and we were like, uh, just still there and still in lectures yeah. and stuff. When and we had like driven through Dundee the night before, and we were like, oh my god, the first confirmed case has like been in Tayside or something. Yeah. And like, it just seems crazy that we were still in uni when this was all kicking off. Yeah. Bear in mind, like, they had been warned that you know you will go in the same way as Italy if you keep yeah. going like this. And they were like, ah, just wash your hands when you get in, you'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> just, just wash those hands and you'll be grand. <laughs> like, yeah, sing happy birthday and life will be fab. Yeah. <laughs> Because where were so you weird. when when you when you guys found out and stuff? Because I still remember really clearly. Because well, I we was... were on spring break, so we were already ah. home. So they said mm-hmm. when we were leaving for for spring break, which was the week before a lockdown was announced, they said prepare to be learning from home. So they said when you leave for spring break, take things with you to allow for home learning in case it happens. So we were already home for a week, like ready for a holiday in a way, and then a weekend they announced, or not even a weekend, like half a week they announced the like lockdown um was happening yeah. so we were kind of like already or like i i had moved home with half a mind that it was happening so i'd taken like my monitor like my things i would need to like learn from home like with me i know yeah. some people who had taken just literally everything american students like who knew they weren't mm. coming back took yeah. everything just home with them and was like worst case scenario bring it all back but that's not gonna happen and then some people who were like I did kind of like only bring clothes for two like two weeks because I was trying to think positive. But like I'm close yeah. enough to St Andrews that I could just like drive up. Yeah. Um, with George and get it. Um, I had to come back as well. I was lucky. I came back the day before they announced lockdown to get the rest of my stuff. Or was it the day? Oh yeah, before? no, that's right. It was the day before lockdown. It was the uni. Sorry, uni and uh, like announced a week in. Yeah. We're we're not coming back for mm-hmm. the second term. And then I was like, oh, we need to go up and get my stuff. And that was on the Saturday. Me and George went up to get it. And then on the Sunday night, I started the podcast. And while we were recording the podcast, Boris Johnson was like, look down, bitch. So yeah, that's literally how it went. So I literally just got my stuff. Whereas like, see Jodie, she didn't go up and get it. So she's only gone and got her oh, stuff no. from me like last week. So she's been living off two weeks worth of clothes for about four months now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? God. I've discovered that's all you need, actually. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't actually... She's like, I'm not leaving the house, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, exactly. Which is entirely true, but... Because I remember Just, like, that, because I actually met up with you the day that lockdown was announced. Yeah, um, that Sunday. We went for a walk. The, oh, yeah, yeah. And then that evening, I went back to Aberdeen, and then it was announced, and I was like, oh, shit. Because... <laughs> It had been the week earlier, I was still in uni mm-hmm. and I was sat in the library because I was meant to have exams, like, so this was a Friday and we were meant to have exams the whole week of the Monday and I was sat in the main library and then the group chat for the medics just started, like, it exploded mm-hmm. and it was, everyone was like, exams are cancelled! <laughs> and then, like, a, a mass email from the uni, like, the university is now closed! <laughs> and I'm, like, sat in the library surrounded by hundreds of people, like, oh! <laughs> Just suddenly all the doors lock and you and everyone's like <laughs> But we still made the um, well-informed decision to go out for like one na- last night out and we're like standing like the nightclub like we're so packed full of people right now we're all gonna get COVID <laughs> like healthy decisions from the medic students it, so it was like, the yeah. best decision ever <laughs> what happened with your exams then because I don't really know what happened in Aberdeen uh, they all got cancelled like literally they were all just like nope no exams we'd already heard that the by this point that the OSCE was cancelled so like mm. your, your OSCE is your 
um, like clinical role play exam kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Th- they'd already cancelled that because I think because they use like patient partners, fake patients who yeah. most of them are like, like in their fucking seventies or eighties, and they were probably Very like, mm, yeah, this isn't safe. So they had already cancelled that, but the rest of the exams were just all of them were cancelled. So that was actually great. So <laughs> I can't complain. So you they're literally, like, not even postponed. That's it. You're just not doing them. They gave us, like, a shitty quiz at the end of April, which meant nothing. They've not even marked it yet, so it's clear that it meant nothing. Does that oh concern you, though, as, like, a medical student where your knowledge is kind of essential, but <laughs> this could come back to, like, haunt you in some way? Or do you feel like yeah. you're already on top of it? Um, no, do you know, like, I've actually spoken to loads of my friends and we're all really worried. Like, we're going to fourth year, which is, like, a really important year mm. and we all feel like frauds and I think everyone's got like a hint of imposter syndrome because like yeah, we've yeah. automatically got in without doing exams and we all feel like we know absolute shit all um, <laughs> and it's really scary so um, I mean it's really good we don't have exams but also it's kind of I'm not you know like mentally going into fourth year I'm not sure it's a great thing yeah um, I feel really sorry for like the year above us because like their finals got postponed and everything like mm. that and I, we keep joking that there's going to be like a generation of like COVID people who don't really know stuff because they never got <laughs> examined and they just slipped <laughs> through the net. Yeah. So you should ask your future doctor which year they graduate so you can figure <laughs> out like if you should really take them on. So. No, I, I guess I feel like in one way I was lucky to have an exam like I didn't appreciate it at the time like I was fuming I was like I was in living with my brother at the time as well because my mum had moved down to Newcastle so I like didn't have anywhere to stay so I was living with my brother and I was like I can't like I can't study from here like this is so awkward like it's not awkward but like it's not like my normal and study environment so like yeah, setting yeah. the exam was rough but like now that I'm going into second year, I think I feel better having sat it, and like I'm glad that I didn't. The exam wasn't postponed because I know some, yeah. like some schools have like just moved their exam to like September or whatever. Like I'm f- so glad that that didn't happen. So no, mm. like I, I, at the time I would have loved to not have an exam, but I think it was useful. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just even just to see where you're at and kind of to be like, yes, I should be going into second year now. Like, yeah, and considering it was like my first year, it was good to like see that no, like I'm meant to be here for the whole year. I was like, fuck, I'm like, I'm too, I'm too dumb to be here. Like, I am not smart enough for this. So no, it was nice to like see that you know I can do it. I just need to keep going. Yeah, so, no, I was quite glad. And not to say that some degrees are more important than others, but um, like as um, like a medical student where your like lack of knowledge could potentially be like <laughs> could yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> um i think it's kind of important you know if you're studying basically anything else maybe law is another you know not ha- knowing a specific bit and then you're trying to defend someone in court and then like your officer like whips around and is like haha how about this law and you're like fuck I, that was covid i didn't study that one <laughs> <laughs> but um like you're like yeah that is like it's not something that you really want to happen is like knowledge to fall through but i guess they're just hoping that you still know things maybe they'll interpret that into like ingrain into next year's teaching as well or something like where they kind of have recappy shit or like your next exam might involve stuff from 
the last one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, that's what's good about, like, medicine exams anyway. It's like, it's not like some degrees, I guess, where you learn the shit, you do the exam, you never need to know it again. Yeah. Like, the exams just keep building on each other, so you still need to know the stuff in first year when you're oh, in no. fifth year. Do you know it? Like, that's where I guess, like, there's no escape. Like, you're going to need to know it at some point, which... It's kind of terrifying, but I don't but know. Ailey, you're freaking out, but if yeah, you think sorry, about it this way... I've forgotten like, everything oh from my, my year already. You think you have, but like, think about it this way. Like, see in school, like, for example, I don't know, Nat 5 Maths. Nat 5 Maths, when you study it, really hard. It's difficult. You do it. And then you get to higher, and you're expected to know Nat 5 inside and out, and you're like, fuck, where did this come from? But then as soon as you start the higher stuff, you're like... No, I do actually know that. I do That's actually know true. the previous years. Mm. And you like start That's to very true. And actually sometimes when like you get higher up in education in whatever way, when the like minor things are explained to you, it makes it all just make so much more sense and everything just like comes together. And yeah. you're like mm-hmm. if you'd I know maybe I wouldn't have understood at the time, but see if you'd explained this like basic phenomenon to me when you first introduced this yeah. like idea, I think it would have stuck better because you said learn this but don't ask why or like don't ask me how it works like you don't need to know Literally. that just wait until later and you're like yeah. that was chemistry for me chemistry yes, like made so much more sense in chemistry. well I didn't I did that five and I just remember every single time anyone asked a question all she said was oh you'll learn that in higher and I was like this yeah. sounds horrible I'm not doing that because yeah. every time someone was like why does like how does this work she just went oh you don't need to know that that's higher and I was like I don't want to study higher this sounds horrible this sounds like the worst thing in the world so I think the fuck not Ooh. Chemistry was awful. Yeah. I feel like I can relate to that because I still do stuff today and I go, oh, I didn't understand that in standard grade biology and I still don't now. Um, <laughs> which is kind of terrifying. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it'll be fine. Although, like, we've still had, you know, like, remote learning. And, like, last week they were saying to us, like, oh, and if you have any time, like, you know, just fill the gaps in your knowledge from first to third year. And I'm like, well, I'll just start again then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gaps. dreading that's going to be me, though. Because I swear, the, the, like, our first semester, because we do, because I don't know what it's like in Aberdeen, but for St Andrews you do, obviously, an exam at, at the end of every semester. But for the, so, like, in first year, no, sorry, crap. First semester, I didn't need to know as much from first semester in second semester. Like, they didn't ask me questions about the stuff that came up in first semester. All right. So, like, I don't, like, the fucking first semester's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they taught me there. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's yeah. the same in Aberdeen. Um, I guess, like, because in Aberdeen, the first semester was, like, basic science kind of recap for everyone to get everyone on the same page. After that, they kind of don't touch on that again. But then you like after that you go into like the systems based course where you do cardiology, then resp, then GI kind of thing, and like they do keep coming up again. Like right, I said, okay. like you you yeah you you need to know it, and it's pretty depressing. <laughs> oh God, like, what's that saying? Why am I here? Up, yeah, you'd throw enough shit at the wall and something will stick. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I feel like in my brain. <laughs> excellent something's got to have stuck right i had i had a couple i wrote down some questions i've actually prepared for this episode by writing four lines in my notes app um so well done to me pat on the back well done i'm not just winging this episode (laughs) 
So yeah, it was just questions like I want to like get your opinion as medical students. Also, like different stages in your degrees, so it's kind of interesting. Mm. Oh um, shit! Ian and I were talking about how we were scared you were gonna ask us stuff like this because it's we're not like clueless. <laughs> it's not actually about medicine. It's just about what you're what you think. So you can okay. just like waffle because it's just it's just your That's own brain. Fine. But okay. like my first thing was how you think your degree for the people who are coming in after you or you know in your future years how you think it might change because of covid do you think that it'll be something that's now addressed something like this or do you think that it might change the way it's taught or something like that i don't know hmm i'll let you go first hannah (laughs) i'm thinking um i think they they will bring this into the curriculum Mm -hmm. as in like um um, like even if it's not COVID in the future, although that might be likely, um, mm. even just uh, more infection control stuff, because mm. they do go over it because it's important, especially before you go into like ward-based environments. Like there's a lot of uh, infection control learning that you have to do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there will be more of an emphasis on that from now on, um, which can only be a good thing to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking like one of the things that happened with me at Aberdeen was when they realised that like uni was locking down for months and everything they had to go uh, into like remote learning more mm-hmm. and for like a course like medicine I don't know about St Andrews but it's not a course that is taught remotely like you're yeah. in most days you know in lectures tutorials mm-hmm. or on a ward so for them having to deal with that they kind of were headless chickens for a bit and had to like scramble to kind of figure out how they were yeah. going to deliver stuff um online so now that they've kind of managed to do that kind of i don't blame them <laughs> like it's a really tricky thing to set up like straight yeah. away like at the get-go but maybe they'll be better at coping with that in the future especially if we have another fucking pandemic but you know <laughs> you never know it might make no. it more accessible to for learning for people in different situations and things. That's exactly. a really interesting point, yeah. Yeah, I think I was lucky with that. Um, St Andrews record their lectures anyway, and I don't know if that's the same everywhere, because I've obviously never been to a different u- uni before. So they had all of last year's lectures that they uploaded, and then they filmed dissection videos, which weren't really, they weren't dissecting, they were just so- showing pro-sections. Um, so I was lucky that I felt like they were relatively prepared, but mm-hmm. I think that they'll introduce a lot more about you know, um, working in a pandemic and what it's like and things you need to take into consideration. And like you were saying about infection control, I think they'll not only in medical schools, but like across the board, introduce a lot more about that. So mm-hmm. yeah. when I was like 16, 17, I started doing auxiliary nursing, uh, which is like just being like a carer and I remember doing my modules on um, infection control and I'd go into a ward and like quickly wash my hands like done and I'd be going to see the next patient and like when I think back to it like that was so bad like I didn't take hand hygiene like seriously enough so Mm -hmm. I think that hopefully like across the board over NHS they'll introduce a lot more about infection control I hope because I like I knew nothing I mean I was 17 I didn't know anything yeah Um, but like infection control like just I did like a quick little quiz on it for my like learning and then like that was it over my head and I didn't remember any of it. That's interesting. They'll introduce more about that. Because we get taught to wash our hands and like we were examined on it in first year 
like washing mm-hmm. your hands but i mean again that like that's a good thing you feel like a twat when you're doing it because you're just like sat over a sink like this is so <laughs> weird but like it's important um, no, it's definitely. also interesting what you're saying about um remote learning and dissection videos so i don't know i'm just because mm. my first degree was anatomy and like there's a lot of ethics behind that and even aberdeen are quite strict with like they'll never put photos up they'll never put videos up because there's quite a lot oh, really? of ethics surrounding like yeah you can't just bung photos of cadavers about the internet no. and that because it's well i mean it was kind of different because it was just pro sections you didn't see anything like it would just be like an arm yeah so and because it was the muscles and everything was obviously preserved and it had been quite a long time since they'd been yeah. preserved you couldn't really see much of it it was just like literally an arm with some muscles so i think it was okay because of that but i think that's why they didn't do like the actual dissections for videos Um, i'm not too sure because that was one of like because for our quizzes they were like no you won't be getting um a typical anatomy exam like we won't just be taking Mm -hmm. photos and putting them online because we can't do that we just had like pictures out of textbook type thing of like illustrations Um, that's fair enough yeah interesting no i think they have to be really responsible with things like that yeah yeah but i think what was useful for me with going through the first year of medical school is like infection control became so much more obvious to me it's like when i went back to work and especially during coronavirus when i was working oh my god i was so much better with my infection control i was horrific before like how i was allowed on the wards like i was 17 (laughs) and i was just kicking about a ward taking care of people your heelys on just gliding those corridors yes fucking <laughs> <laughs> going about as a 17 year old yeah it wasn't strange alright okay so what I was going to ask next you kind of brushing it there is how you think it might change like um, actual practices in hospitals or GP, GP practices which you have kind of talked about there and like does it scare you a little bit knowing that you're going into those fields and like something as prominent as this is now around or like it is possible it's something that I think it was just kind of like science fiction was kind of thought about before mm. like it wasn't something that people really probably thought would ever happen in their lifetime so like does it kind of scare you a bit going into like an actual practice setting where you have to think about things like that mm. i don't know i guess because like because you're already going into hospitals and you're stuff. already prepared for the fact that you could like you're surrounded could by disease <laughs> <laughs> yeah like um I don't know maybe we're just uh, I feel like I'm maybe a bit more used to it like you'll go into like yeah although I guess it's not like you're not going to catch a heart attack you know it's not quite (laughs) the same thing yeah yeah Um, I I guess I don't I'm not scared by it put it that way I'm not like oh well that's going to me going to quit it because I'm just going to get COVID and die I don't know know what you mean I think I'd found it intimidating before like I thought oh man how am I gonna cope with all this kicking off um as a doctor but I think after listening to what things have been like for doctors and then going into wards and seeing what it's like it's actually it's not I mean I was never on a COVID ward I was just in like the local community hospitals but it wasn't as big and serious and like incredibly dangerous as I thought it was going to be like obviously you had to wear masks and visors and things like that um and it was a bit more tough because of having to put all this stuff on but it wasn't it wasn't as um different as I thought it was going to be so it actually wasn't too yeah 
I guess you've got to like keep your staff and people like your patients in that calm and it's like it's like the same thing when like you have um paramedics or like ambulance whenever they come to a scene like they're never freaking out they're always the calmest people because they have to be because like freaking people out is never gonna work so that's such a good point like if, if people in hospitals doesn't really change like the doctors and that they're still going to go about their job and they're just going to take it yeah. seriously but they're not going to like be freaking out no. about it and I, not outwardly anyway i think that's the thing like do you know what I'd, i'm not apprehensive about the fact that there's disease or infection mm-hmm. and anything like that i think uh, in the future like thinking if this ever happened again anything on the same scale or worse which i think is actually more likely um mm-hmm then it's more the stress and the strain that that would put on you as an individual more like if i think about all the doctors and the nurses and you know everyone else in the hospital like the people who've been told you know you're not going home for so many weeks because you need to stay in the hospital like it's it's more this that kind of stress and pressure as opposed to the i might catch the disease you know yeah no exactly like that's a very valid thing to be concerned about rather than just like the actual physical health concern Mm -hmm. of the virus well yeah you do kind of you know there's already like been press in you know the past god knows how many years about the mental health of um healthcare professionals and doctors Uh and stuff and that's without the pressure of covid so you wonder if like research now into the the mental health of the you know healthcare professionals who've had to deal with that this like what's what's what are the stats going to be like you know suicide rate and that i know that's really depressing and stuff but Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you read the adam k book the yes yeah yeah um this is going to hurt yeah this is going to hurt yeah it's really eye-opening i'm desperate to read that actually oh you should totally put me off ops and gynae and that like that's something i was thinking about like i'm I'm still thinking about it but oh my gosh that was yeah it was a tough read that yeah, sounds concerning to me. I don't think I'd go anywhere near Ops and Gunny with a ten foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm obviously not a medic, and I think that decision was made a long time ago. So yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's a really good book, and it's kind of eye opening to see like the strain that NHS was already under, and like yeah. how how it's going to change now. It's kind of mm-hmm. yeah, scary. Yeah, and I think one concerning. thing is like the patient's mental health. So whenever we go into a patient's room at least for when I was working in these local hospitals and um, you obviously go in with like a mask and visor so they can't see you smiling at them they mm, can't yeah. see your it's face very, when like, you're talking to them yeah. and because they're not allowed visitors at the moment or at least in the in Highlands they're not mm. it's like it's really lonely for them and it's such a shame so like you try and be with them as much as you can but it, there's only so much you can do when you've got patients like um, pressing their buzzers and stuff so I think it's worrying to for them and how their mental health will cope through this as well as obviously NHS staff and obviously there's been high suicides with junior doctors I don't know if it's been recently but just in general there's been high suicide risk with junior doctors I can't imagine what it must be like and for um, the fifth or sixth year medical students that have had to set their exams early and go in to work like straight away like that must have been terrifying for them like I can't imagine what that must have been like that does sound it sounds a lot. It could, it could never be me. <laughs> Honestly, I think the same. I'm like, why am I here? Why am I studying this? I'm the I biggest c- stress head I know. It doesn't get better. Sorry, that was your impression. <laughs> <laughs> it gets so much better. It's great. <laughs> you get better at managing how bad it is, maybe. I'd love Hopefully. to believe that. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe it's when you get to sixth year or fifth year. <laughs> 
Perhaps. You kept saying sixth year, and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, St. Andrews. Yeah, we yeah. have to do sixth year. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> so exciting. Sucks to be you. No, right. So here's my last one, and then we'll move away from the medicine shit. But do you think that the general attitude and like approach to personal health and hygiene of the general public will remain in this kind of like well i mean we just talked about the fact that like some people are just not treating it like it's real but this kind of not like germophobic tendencies but like do you think this like anxiety around like germs and things and like just the general attitude of the public will remain after covid is maybe died down a bit do you think people will still be washing their hands as much and there'll be screens up everywhere people will still walk out into the middle of the road to like get past people or like the people who are doing it at the moment anyway do you think that might stick <laughs> around i personally don't think it will i think right. it will for a couple years and maybe if we have more um like more occurrence of it like if we have future lockdowns maybe it'll extend for longer but like i feel like especially the british public like we're just thick yeah and like <laughs> like i think we'll forget about it so i can't see it happening for a very long time like i think a few years we'll be like super careful about it and then once people forget like yeah they'll just they'll go on with the lives I that's mean, like it's human like that tendency in isn't it yeah you forget yeah. about stuff so quickly and you're like tiptoeing about if something happens if something goes wrong i don't know perfect example like you burn your hand on your like kitchen stove or whatever the next few times you cook or the next couple weeks you're like really careful about where you put your hands and then you just forget that like it was ever a thing and then you fucking do it again <laughs> yeah, it just exactly. repeats itself like totally end of time <laughs> it never actually ends and like that's no. a good point i can see that happening is people being like but i i don't know like i i find myself like i've started to be it's still a bit odd but i started to adapt to the idea of like not hugging people when i see them or leave them which like mm. especially if it's close friends it's something you do kind of without thinking or yeah. like seems to like mm. make sense it still feels odd but like i'm getting used to that concept and it's just like things like that like people might be used to without even thinking yeah i i'm kind of i think there'll be a split in the population again it's like the people in the supermarket it's the same idea i yeah. think you'll get the people who'll forget about it very very quickly mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and they're the same people who probably won't have washed their hands as thoroughly as they mm-hmm. should have when they went to the bathroom type thing but yeah. i think there'll also be a sect of people who will have developed a like large degree of anxiety and yeah. actually like possibly like OCD tendencies because yeah they'll be, be so mm-hmm. paranoid about the virus like because one of the things like so during lockdown and stuff I've been a delivery driver for Tesco and it's really mm. interesting seeing like the variation in customers that you get like some people like clearly want you to still like come into their house and like fucking make their dinner for them practically whereas <laughs> like you've got the other extreme who literally i went to one house and the guy had like marked out two meters from his doorstep and put a bit of masking tape and with like a sign that said do not cross this line put my shop in here (laughs) and then he did come to the door and he was like in like giant yellow rubber cleaning gloves like (laughs) a big mask he may as well be wearing like like a biohazard suit but like he was clearly like really 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 anxious and that's why he didn't want me coming anywhere near him and i think those are the two extremes and i think that'll last for a wee while at least afterwards yeah Mm -hmm. um it'll go either way so i think it's such a shame of all the people who are so nervous about it i know and i like i have noticed myself 
having like really quite some sometimes to do with covid and sometimes not just like heightened anxiety and i think mm-hmm. the uncertain like uncertainty for me i hadn't realized this is something i've only come across in the last few days that i've realized but like uncertainty for me like skyrockets anxiety and i think mm-hmm. this whole i haven't kind of realized until recently and i'm able to reflect a bit but like this whole like pandemic i have been really anxious just because i've not like there's no i don't know what's going on and like i don't know what's going to happen and i think because of that like small things have made me super anxious and i'm like find myself like <laughs> it's so embarrassing but i'm like watching a film or like a tv show and i'm like even like fucking playing like the sims and people will like touch <laughs> each other or interact or like touch door handles and i like like feel myself go like even if i don't even think about it go yeah freak you out do a notice bit. it more you do yeah. like yeah. dad and i were saying that actually you're like you'll watch the tv and like two people will get really close and suddenly you're like oh my god is this live is this live <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh no 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 this film it's a film from 1971 but i'm still <laughs> freaking out about it exactly yeah. no you're absolutely right yeah. no i definitely think i definitely think there's going to be like a proper mental health pandemic yeah after 100%. this i mean like my mental health has been shit anyway but yeah. lockdown made that so much more obvious uh-huh. um, yeah. and like my mental health suffered in lockdown so and I'm, i mean it'll be the same across the board like everyone's would be shit yeah. so i definitely think that it will affect people really badly and i think you're uh-huh. right like with anxiety and ocd tendencies i think they will skyrocket skyrocket sky, rotic, sky- <laughs> what's the word sky <laughs> I'm sorry, I've had too many gins. What is the word? <laughs> skyrocket. Sky yeah, that's the one, that's the one. I think they will skyrocket. No, I definitely agree that there's going to be a mental health pandemic after this. And I feel mm. sorry for everyone working in mental health. They're going to be swamped. Yeah, yeah. I like they weren't I already underfunded and understaffed. Like. Literally, because obviously our current government doesn't believe in any mental health issues or anything like that. Yeah. Um, At Boris. Yeah, I know. Boris, you've just been tagged. <laughs> Respond. <laughs> Come here, boss. I'll throw fists. Are you going back? Are you going back into halls? You not getting a flat, Ailey? No, I'm going back into halls, and I'm so scared because there's ten people on our floor. Why? Like, why have you chosen to do that out of interest? Like going into second year. Why have you chosen halls again? It's so expensive. St. Andrews it's is so unreal. much money. And it's cheaper unreal. to be in halls than St Andrews. 100%. It's cheaper to be in our hall. Yeah, that's in Gallicky. That's like not the same anywhere else in Scotland. It's not. Like, well, Hannah, listen to this. Are you ready to lose your shit? Like, this this <laughs> actually like blows my mind every time I say it. So our hall was the cheapest hall that you can possibly get. And mm-hmm. it was f- over four and a half grand for the year. Was it like right. four, seven, five, one? It was that's like that, the cheapest. It? And the next cheapest is like in the five grand. The most expensive uh-huh. one, you're paying upwards of like nine grand for the year. So like when I reapplied for halls as well to see out of interest what I'd get, mm. kind of preferring to get a flat. And the I didn't get back Ailey managed to get back into Ganaki, which is like it's highly sought after because the rooms are really nice and modern and it's like it is a nice place to live and it is also like actually Cheap. affordable. Yeah. And I didn't get back in and the ones that they offered me, the other halls they offered me were nine grand a year. Fucking hell. And some of that is not cared, like some of that's without food. Um so my flat is still extortionate but it's significantly cheaper than that but it's still yeah. like it's yeah. London prices to live like rent in St Andrews it's just I'm surprised it's not a rent protected area it's so bad like it's so bad 
It's completely so like if you're rich, you're advantaged. If you're poor, you're disadvantaged. Oh, it's which so is the obvious. way, so which is the way like the whole country is run at the moment because mm, the Tories. Yeah. Thanks to the Tories. Yeah. I know. I could rant all day, but that is the way St Andrews is. It's like if you're rich, you get all these advantages. You get your gorgeous flat, and you are most yeah. likely from a private school. Therefore, you probably have better grades. But no, like the the accommodation is ridiculously expensive. So no, so I chose bad. to go into halls for money, and because it's such a faff to get a flat, it's like so hard. Being, it's actually yeah. impossible. You have to like flat search. Like we got our flat in January. Like you have to have like you start flat searching before you leave for your Christmas break. That's because like, like St Andrews is so small, though. It's isn't so it? small and it's mm-hmm. so expensive. And the landlords and the houses for what you pay are shit. Like you can pay like Horrible. an extortionate amount and they're not nice. Whereas no. like Rowena was showing me a flat her and her friend were looking at at one point in Aberdeen. She was paying like she's paying half of what I pay and it was three times the size, mm-hmm. gorgeous, super mm. modern. They yeah. uh, like actually didn't get it in the end and then she has different arrangements now. But like she showed me pictures of the flat and I was like actually in sh- like in awe because it's just gorgeous and like people I know in Glasgow that like even if you want it like you could pay the same amount that people are paying for like the shittest wee hole in like St Andrews and can live in the like a gorgeous like west yeah. end like high mm-hmm. ceiling massive and you're just like why why am I here like what's the point yeah <laughs> and I think like, that's why you're... so many people live in Dundee and just commute because it's only like a half hour mm-hmm. bus journey so no I, I definitely think if you're poor and you go to St Andrews you're disadvantaged for sure you're fucked yeah you're like, fucked and like that's the real issue with St Andrews I think a lot of it is if you have money you're advantaged and if yeah. you don't you're disadvantaged for sure and I think that's like such a big issue it literally boils my blood when I like have to think about it and like I was only given an offer from St Andrews so like I had to go there um, but I think it's 100% advantaged if you're rich or you've come from a private school or things like that I think it's such yeah. an elitist university and I like I know you're meant to like back your uni and shit but like no, there's no St point. Andrews like, thrive on the rich it. Yeah. Hannah's teaching her baggers. <laughs> <laughs> I just found this feature. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm going to go with Outer World because that's what it feels like right now. Yeah. Do you know what happened last Hopefully. night? Right? This is actually is a mad story. This might be like one of the maddest stories that I have on the podcast. It's not actually that interesting, but anyway, here we go. So <laughs> last, night, last night I had... Um, I had the the wicks as such i had um amy jody and christy around last night for like drinks mm-hmm. and stuff and just to be catch up and amy was staying the night and the phone rang at like just before midnight and it was one of my brother's like best pals and he just picked up the phone and said oh hi like mrs curry um so George's <laughs> George's phone's run out of charge. So I uh, just thought I'd call you and let you know that uh, we are we were on our way home, but like the police are coming, so we have to wait for them. And then just like <laughs> hung up. <laughs> and we, oh my, my mum and dad were in bed, and they were like, "What the fuck?" So Amy at this point is on. It's actually like one of the funniest things that have maybe ever happened to me. Amy at this point is on a phone call <laughs> about something else, really serious, like something that's clearly going down. So she's like trying to calm someone down over the phone. Jodie's just sitting like vibing it. We had like Calvin Harris on at this point. She's like vibing out, like drinking like <laughs> Prosecco. 
Um, and then I come back through, like, at this point I was, like, in my pyjamas. And I was, like, to my mum and dad, I was, like, oh, we can go if you want. Because we can, like, walk Jodie halfway home on the way. And they were, like, oh, would you mind? Like, that would be good to see what's going on. Like, why are they being stopped by police? Like, what's happening? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, while Amy is still on the phone, like, me and Jodie get ready to leave. And, like, while Amy's on the phone, like, trying to calm someone down, I'm, like, putting her shoes in front of her. Like, put these on. Like, trying to mouth to her, like, I'm so sorry, but we have to leave. <laughs> she's, like, no idea what's going on. I'm, like, putting a jacket on for her while she's like it's okay okay you're just trying to do the best you can it's okay and like putting on this jacket and like tying her shoes and like still on the phone i'm like ushering her out the house and like, locking oh the God. door behind me and we're like halfway down like a main road before she is able to like goodbye and she's like what the fuck is going on i'm like okay so george or something's happening with the police we don't really know so we walk along like the bottom of um like lower granton road and we we knew where they were because well, that's one of the things William managed to mention before he hung up. <laughs> um, and we like get to Lower Grattan Road and there's a police car, and there's someone in the back seat were like wearing a cap, and I'm like, oh my god, it's one of them! Like surely it is because like who else wears cap? Like surely it's like a young teenage boy. And like we're like my, our brains were we're a little bit like a little bit drunk but not really and we're our brains were all kind of not really working so we were like straight like and one of the police officers was just standing staring at us while we were staring into the police car like trying to figure out who's in the back and he was like can i help you ladies <laughs> and, and i was like um i'm looking for my brother he his friend um just called my house saying the police were coming and that he was here something about some woman and the guy was like what wait what are you, what are you talking about and then like a second later he went Oh, aye, those two lads, and we were like, like who? Like the streets are bare, like no one's out. It's like <laughs> midnight. He's like, oh yeah, they left, like they're gone. Like we told them to just go home, and I was like, what the fuck? So we walked Jody home, and then we get home, and Jody was like, um, Jody, George was like, when we go home, he was like, oh, so basically, they've been walking home like kind of late at night on their way home, and this woman, clearly intoxicated, came up to them and said like, oh, I don't speak English, like I'm really lost, and they're like, what, like what do you want us to do also you clearly are speaking english like you just said that but she, she was foreign of some kind and was like i can't speak english i'm really lost and then phoned the police in front of them and like handed the phone to my brother <laughs> and his pal and they were like what do you want us to do and they, they were like hello like police what, what how can i help and george was like i, I don't know <laughs> but they, we've just been handed this phone and this woman's just like standing here like freaking out and like won't kind of let us leave and the police had basically said to them, stay there with her, we're like, we'll come. And mm-hmm. I think at that point, William had phoned and then given this cryptic message and then hung yeah. up. But like, the second the police got there, they were like, oh, right, no, she's kind of known, like, she does this a lot, it's all right, just go home. Oh. <laughs> my brother was like, all right, cool. But then just like, we were like, we must have just missed them. But it was this cryptic phone call at like midnight of like my parents like being like in bed and then just being like, the police are coming and then just kind of hung up. So Your poor parents. The the police car. It was it was the woman. It was the woman. She had been wearing a cap, and it was obviously the people who'd arrived at the scene. But like, yeah. um, it was just it was just funny. It was a very odd experience, and like I just remember walking at the house and being like, I feel like I'm literally like I'm like, Amy has no idea what's going on. Like we could literally be like on our way to kill her. Like this could be some sort of like <laughs> homicidal mission. Like the way I, I, I was just like ushered her out the house at, in the <gasps> middle of the night with like. <laughs> she had no idea what's going on like she's a guest like staying the night <laughs> but yeah that was pretty funny so that was last night's antics and that was my that was my hobby this week um for everyone listening <laughs> trying to rescue your brother from the police when in fact he doesn't need rescued there you go i was ready to go and just be like i don't know fuck 12 no i was like <laughs> i was ready to go and be like 
hello what's going on here did you think you were gonna have to like bail him out of some police cell or something i didn't know what was going on but i was expecting to go and like it to be a a similar sort of situation where they were clearly just in the wrong place at the wrong time and have to actually formulate a sentence in which i explained to whoever the police were that they were no way involved because i can just see the two boys being like no but like uh but like it's fine but like and then just like end up getting themselves into actual shit because they're like fuck up well that's it like i'm interested to know if you thought george had been arrested what would you have been arrested for no we didn't think he'd been arrested but we thought like but like, what, what would have been like the on? most likely scenario that he would have got involved in you know like well a part of me was like is it like but i didn't think i knew he wouldn't be like drunk or anything but i was like was it something like that was it like underage urinating like... in the street <laughs> like we knew he wasn't because he'd my dad had texted him being like time to come home and he was like ah oh, yeah i'm on my way like it's fine like george wouldn't be like getting smashed in the middle of like starbank park on like it's just like it's not somewhere where like two random people would like I don't know, but like we were walking along the road, and at one point I like was saying to the girls, I was like, "Ah, oh, see if this is just a cunning ruse, and like they're running late, and this was their idea of like, oh, this will buy us more time." Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but it turns out it wasn't. It was just like they got caught up in this this woman's like, I think it's like a weekly thing. The George was like, I very quickly gathered that she is a usual suspect. Like this happens a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Your so that was parents. that was my fun story. Yeah. That's like the most exciting thing that would happen to me in like my entire life, to be honest. Well, my <laughs> my my dad was like half asleep, and his immediate reaction was, "It's too late for these sort of antics." My mom, me and my mom looked at each other like, "What? What do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, obviously they're not like it's not on there's purpose. No, there's no time limit on these things, am I afraid?" <laughs> and like what did it say when I spoke to my dad about it? I was like, "You said that. Like, were you awake?" And he was like, "Yeah, like kind of." And I was like, do you, "What do you? You can't like that makes no sense." Like would you rather your son if told by the police to stay where he was that he just legged it like that makes no sense from you like as a statement <laughs> he's like oh yeah like makes up. sense <laughs> shut up like stop talking shit but yeah so that was that was my fun story of the week yeah. <laughs> that's far more entertaining than my week to be honest <laughs> no but like i want to ask you guys what you've what you've been up to like if you've been up to anything interesting during lockdown i know ailey's been learning some musical skills oh yeah my wee sister phoebe who'll be excited because by the way evie she started listening to your podcast oh shout out phoebe i love you as soon as you asked me to be on the podcast uh phoebe started listening to it and bless her we bless her we heart she started teaching me the ukulele so i've been learning the ukulele that's cute and i've been doing some baking and I've been in TikTok wormholes, just oh, getting course. absorbed in TikTok. I, you know, I dissed that app so much, but it is a true blessing. Oh, Ailey, I need to bored. find you so that I can send you my TikTok feed. Is just, it is horrendous. It's like Beans TikTok. Like it's like, <laughs> it's generally just like it's just like mad people, but they're so funny. It's just like Vine, like two point Literally, yeah, I need. I'll I'll find you and and add you so I can send you. No, like, please. The funniest, like I, my TikTok is just so weird, but it's. My sense of humour, I think it's not actually funny, but like someone will just post like a picture of an egg and then just be like, egg, and I'm like, great, a like. <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine's usually full of like people who are like, do the story times. It's people who are like, um, I had really bad stomach pains and then I had a baby, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, is that my cramp sore? Am I pregnant? I'm so scared. No, so I've been looking through just being in tiktok wormholes and uh doing some works like i said i was doing some nursing like auxiliary nursing not proper nursing and 
I clean one of the GP practices. Like, I've just been like a domestic goddess, really. <laughs> that's about it. You're just vibing out. I love that. Yeah, that's nice. Much. That's nice. Keeping yourself busy. Did you oh, just yeah. go in one day and they're like, uh, "Yeah, the cleaner's off, so we need you to do it." Like... Literally, because my dad works at the local GP practice, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we need someone to clean the like other practice they own." They're like, "Yeah, we need someone to clean it, so like you can have it if you want." And I was like, "Sick, <laughs> money? I guess I'll do it." Yeah, that's why kind not? of a big responsibility right now, is it not? Like to make sure it's actually clean. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't thought of it like that, but I guess so. <laughs> Gonna be shitting it on my next shift. <laughs> Waiting for a sudden outbreak of um, COVID and Grant non Spaley. That'll be yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and it's my fault. The fact I didn't clean it properly. Yeah. Suddenly, like I mean, you've missed a bit becomes a little bit more sinister. Like yeah, exactly. But I've been listening to the podcast you re- recommended, Evie. Um, what was it called? Da- um, my dad wrote a porno. So <laughs> funny. It is the I best thing to be ever made. It's so good. I'm tempted to just re-listen to it for, I think, possibly the 15th time. Like, I've listened to that podcast through and through so many times, and every time it just gets funnier. Like, it never loses it. It's like, oh, my 100% recommendation. It is what got me into podcasts. That is the funniest thing on the planet. I don't think I've ever laughed as much as I've laughed listening to that. Like, so yeah, good. I love it. I love it. So I listen to that, like, when I'm driving, and I listen yeah. to it when I'm cleaning. But I'm always worried because one of the GPs come, like, early to this practice I clean. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm always worried they're gonna come in when I'm listening to <laughs> my dad wrote a porno. And it's talking about some really weird sex. Scene. Some of it is GP weird. Just yeah. Pops in. Yeah. No, so I've just pop been, some headphones yeah. in maybe. Yeah, that's what. I, that's all I've been up to. Literally nothing else. No, that's interesting. That's like much more than me. I've basically I've not done anything specific this week. I hate myself. The whole point of this podcast was to do the things I set out to do, and I have done none of it this week. I have done fuck all. So you know, here we are. But. Like, did you set yourself like things to do this week and they've just not happened i mean not really so that's the problem isn't it because, like, <laughs> the, week, the weeks that i've done actual skills i've been actively like this is what i'm doing this week and like the first few weeks i was really good at it then i dipped a wee bit and then i came back but like going into lockdown things specific kind of to like my degree and like wanting to know i've not been as good at and i think i like actively mm. this week because i know the weather's not gonna be as good might do it mm. i said that this week i've said it for the past like month so like will it happen i don't know <laughs> find out but <laughs> you gotta no, like, give yourself some slack i think as well because we're allowed to see people more that takes yeah. it out of me so like if i'm seeing a couple people a week and then also if i'm like have to do chores around the house and then i'm also like sleeping in because like it's great like why wouldn't i do that yeah and then i want to watch tv because there's tv shows i want to watch or like i want to watch film or i want to spend some time with my folks or my brother or my dog like mm-hmm. that actually eats away your day quicker than you realize and then you're like I don't really want to sit down and do something meaningful right now. I just want to, like, vibe out. <laughs> so. It's your summer holidays, though. You're on holiday mode. Exactly. That's what I need to remember. And, like, the next couple of weeks will be really holiday because my parents are actually off. Like, this is when we were supposed to be away on holiday. Mm-hmm. So I don't think... Actually, I don't think next week I will get much done because, like, my mum has, like, planned a couple things or, like, walks or just, like, things we can do as a family. Yeah, exactly. One of our, like, like close to us is supposed to be, like some kind of like pop-up markets and stuff to kind of have like outdoor spaces for like local shops and things so we plan to do a couple things like that which actually like by the time you walk there you know you sit down you maybe have like you go to a beer garden or like you get a drink or like you walk like walk around it then you walk home it's actually like that takes up your day yeah i'm not gonna like put that off because that's actually nice and that's meaningful so i can learn to code at any point in my life like i'll I'll enjoy like the time with my family while i have it Mm -hmm. but yeah what about what about you 
I was about to say hand banana and I think that was the worst thing that I've ever thought <laughs> maybe my life so we'll brush over that yeah yeah let's uh, yeah um, so I guess my time's kind of been taken up the past month because I sold my car and I bought a van to convert oh, yes I wanted to hear about this I'm so excited yeah um, it's been something I've been wanting to do for years um, and then when I came home and everything, I kind of thought, well, this is probably as good a time as any. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sold my car, bought a van. Uh, for anyone who knows about vans, it's a Nissan MV200. So it's like quite a little dinky van, but uh-huh. it's actually got masses of space in the back. Um, so really, like, the past month has been, like, researching a shit ton like on <laughs> youtube and the internet so that i kind of semi do it right yeah. and then like my time's taken up like just it's been really good i've had people to help me and stuff mm. um and i i kind of set myself quite a strict time limit so i want to get this done before i go back to uni which is now in a month basically but like ideally even actually before that so i can actually go off and like use it on a couple of trips yeah. Uh, so it's been quite a strict time, time limit and I've like had to like put a floor in, insulate it, carpet it, it's been like building a bed, figuring out how to build a cabinet with like a hob and like loads of stuff that I never thought I'd have to know about like electrics mm. and gas and how not to kill myself uh, <laughs> whilst using it and all that kind Always of thing. Good. <laughs> yeah, the important stuff, you know. Um, so it's been good, yeah, yeah. That's super interesting. I see like <laughs> on TikTok, but I see a lot of people who are like, and see in America, there's so many people who have been able to like buy secondhand like school buses and just like oh, refurbish yes. them into like yeah. mobile homes or like vans or like like, and they just oh, I find them so fascinating. I think they're like the coolest things. Like yeah. I've always been obsessed they with like really mobile are. homes or like small spaces. Yeah. yeah, so cool. I need to come up and see it. I think that sounds, that sounds like a, something I can do. Oh my god, I can paint or I can. <laughs> I can just stand and watch. <laughs> Let me do something. Yeah, no, totally. Um, it's like, do you know, like, hashtag van life has become, like, really popular. And you do see people who literally turn, like, probably bigger vans than mine. Like, like proper, like, Mercedes Sprinters or Ford Transits. And, like, yeah. they actually live in them. And it's it's quite incredible. Like, it's really cool. And, like, the spec that some people do them to, you're like, this is better than most fucking houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it really cool. expensive, I know. Um, but, I mean, like, I'm just hoping to, like, do it up enough that it's comfortable to, like, go away for, like, a weekend and, and just... Because yeah. I'm into, like, camping and hiking and climbing and all that. So, like, just chuck all my stuff in, go somewhere cool, do something cool, and then, like, sleep in my van and stuff, so... Very cool. Yeah, God, that sounds my amazing. Week Have you really got any plans been for where you want to go? Useless, I know, hasn't it? Uh, I think I'll like christen it like up north somewhere, like Sky or oh, the West beautiful. Coast, like somewhere like really pretty or something. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds glorious. amazing. You can have those super artsy photos out the back of your van, like in the yes. morning overlooking a sun sunrise. Oh, oh I'm going to be like the worst person on Instagram. Like, oh my God, hashtag van life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. No, that's so exciting. Christ, that's an actual hobby. The two of you have been doing mad bits. I feel like the worst. Oh, Evie, literally. But, I've, thought, I've played nah. the ukulele like three times and I'm just cutting <laughs> it off as a hobby. Do you know what though? Like Something that loads of people have been saying and it's, it's, it's completely valid is 
so many people are setting such high expectations exactly. for lockdown like when people mm-hmm. went into this they were like i'm gonna learn a language i'm gonna do this i'm gonna learn to cook i'm i'm gonna do this like such big things like life changes and yeah it's almost like not realistic to be able to do that and if you set yourself with these like really high expectations mm-hmm. in some ways that's not good for your mental health either because you, no if you're just going to come out the other end and be like oh i've achieved nothing like it's not good like because everyone surviving is like impressive enough yeah exactly and like everyone's got their own bucket of shit on top of (laughs) the shit of covid Mm -hmm. so like even just getting through that with everything else it's like stop setting yourself such unrealistic expectations but like i feel like that's just the age of social media that we live in like it's a bit crappy in that sense no a hundred percent and like um see that episode i had with my like i had my academic family on my mom was talking about um my academic mom was talking about um <laughs> like she frequently like feels like that and her boyfriend my academic dad will send her this picture that is basically just like it's okay to not be your most productive during yeah. a fucking global pandemic like you're allowed to be stressed anxious unproductive just like every day just like getting through the day is completely fine because this is the term unprecedented times drink yeah yeah. Um, yeah. it is is literally like nothing anyone has ever experienced or thought they would experience before like it is okay to literally just like wake up and then fill your time eat to survive and go back to bed like exactly yeah and who the fuck said that just because there's a pandemic and lockdown that you've suddenly got to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be and do a hundred million things yeah exactly like who's come up with that shit like no one do you know no it's like this is the longest summer holiday we're ever gonna have like we yeah. may as well take advantage of it and if you want to sit in your bed and just watch shit all day like you should be able to do that without feeling bad yeah exactly. catch up on your tv shows as i did last week i managed to turn watching films into my hobby for the week that's not a thing but i, I, I did <laughs> yeah. it watch the tv no, shows but it should you mean be, though. that's what i've been doing really this week is i've been like reading like i finally read uh, normal people which was <gasps> beautiful. oh it's my so god good. Yeah. tv show broke my it's, heart you're you're reading at the moment hannah aren't you yeah yeah i'm like halfway through I, but i've not watched the tv show yet because oh, i have and it's oh, yeah oh, i feel I funny like about Connell these things so much but, yeah. Right, Hannah, this is one of the very, maybe the only book I've ever read that has been so closely adapted. There's basically no difference. Like, really? Wow. The TV show, if anything, expands on it maybe a little bit more. Okay. But, like, every single conversation in the book is in the TV series. The only thing with the book you maybe get is, like, a little little bit more insight into the way that their brains work or, like, the way that their mm. thought process works. Yeah. But not necessarily in, like, an extreme way. Like, the, mm. the TV adaptation is beautiful like it is glorious and it does it so well and i'm actually like i usually prefer to read a book before i watch a film or something yeah yeah i'm the same i usually like to do that um but i watched the thing and actually reading the book it's kind of like a page turner in the sense that like you want to know what happens like i Mm. i read the whole thing in like a day because i just like wanted it's not page turner in your typical like thriller or mystery sense that like page turners usually are but like the whole thing was just it's just so like gorgeous and just like it's kind of sad and like it's like i don't know just uh, it's like a very modern romance you know as uh, as mm-hmm. i would describe it but yeah. like it's like when you you'll oh i can't wait for you to watch the tv show but hannah will destroy you like it oh it's so good but also um paul mescal is the most beautiful man on the planet 
and like oh he's, when he's in when he's in when he's acting as Connell, <gasps> come here, daddy! Been oh my god, this. Hannah, you'll understand when you watch it. I think you will. The it's chain, incredible. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Actually, it's it like literally beautiful is the word to describe it. It's yeah. the most beautiful TV series I've ever watched. Everyone in my has been raving life. about it. Yeah, like everyone's been like, oh, you should watch this. Even my dad watched it, and he was like, "Oh, it's a bit raunchy." <laughs> it's was... a bit raunchy, but <laughs> oh, it is. So good. <laughs> See, when I saw good. them doing full nude, I was like, "Is this allowed on the BBC?" <laughs> the BBC. The BBC Surely was centered. No, it's it's so good. It's a must watch. I watched it all in one night because I couldn't stop myself, and I started at like eleven p.m., which was not healthy. So I literally was up until about six a.m. the next day. I watched oh, it all in one go, and I was destroyed. The next day, I was like on autopilot. I wasn't like. I had no personality and I had nothing because I was just destroyed internally. It's not even like that bad, as in like it's not even but like it's, that sad. It's just like yeah, you're just like damn. It's weird alone. how like you watch some TV shows and then you feel like your life mirrors that for a while. Like yeah. you're like so caught up in it that yeah. I don't know. I've had They're that also, on a couple of TV so shows. It's so normal, like it's so relatable and so just like very plain in the sense that every single person who probably reads the book or watches it is like. In multiple aspects of the show they can apply to themselves yeah. because it's it is like a proper normal relationship it's not like a mm-hmm. romanticized version of like reality basically like it's so average but yeah. that's what makes it like really good i don't know it's class man get that finished onto the tv series hannah come on i will stop doing up a van <laughs> yeah fuck the van <laughs> No, thank you so much for joining me, guys. This has been class. Of Such course. a lovely episode. Very nice. And also, like, super informative and maybe, like, the most intellectual episode I've had. So, love it. I, I, oh, I don't, don't know. know about that. Wait until you, like, edit it and, like, actually <laughs> listen to what we said before you say that. Literally. <laughs> See, at a time, I probably said something wrong because I'm drunk. I've said the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> like centered. I think I meant to say censored. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost. Love it. Absolutely love it. Maybe the psychology episode is slightly higher and then this can come underneath it at like a close second. <laughs> nah, thank you so Probably. much. Um so yeah, before we go, listeners, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. Follow Instagram at Coping with COVID Podcast. Uh see what we're talking about. We'll we'll post some things. You guys need to send me some photos. Hannah, send me photos of your van. I will do. Ailey, send me photos of you playing the ukulele, you know. Vibing. <laughs> I'll maybe I'll think of something I'll post something as always some sort of shit that no one cares about I'll do that so follow Instagram do that but thank you so much for listening thank you so much for (laughs) being on the podcast guys so class such a lovely of course thank you for having us it's been fun thank you yeah very good see you later bye and I'll have my wee outro closing music da 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 da